Hello and welcome to the podcast, episode 9 of The Secret Chat, live from the Proximity Apartments. Uh, thank you, Alex, for hosting us today. I'm Philip, the favorite host. We're also joined by Matt. The second favorite, hello. Palmer's also here. And then the zeroth we... favorite? Mm, yes. <laughs> and your favorite guest star, Alex. Yes. Thank you for, we have uh, Alex here today. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. It's nice pleasure. to have you on the podcast, yes, Alex. Yes, um, yes. Yes. Uh, long time coming. Long, long time, time coming. coming. You know, we had some obstacles in the past, but, um, yeah. you know, it's safe to say some we obstacles. have. <laughs> it's safe to say we have overcome those obstacles slowly but surely. You know, slowly, we're here again, episode nine, uh, The Secret Chat with Alex Urban. A few days late, but we finally yeah, made it to Sunday. Our very committed listeners. Sorry it was a few days late. Uh, some technical difficulties. Hopefully we will be on time yeah. on Wednesday. But if the audio seems a little different, it's because we are all in person today, not over a Discord call. Yes. So, so Alex, uh, you have a few topics that you wanted to bring to the table. Um, yeah, no. Um, one that is going to lead into segue into the other, hopefully. But uh, when you guys asked me to come on the show, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was obviously... Movies. I know Amr is huge movie fan. Man, I am. I am. I am also a movie fan. fan. <coughs> big, big movie fan. Yes, fans. yes, all movie Maybe fans. Maybe the biggest, biggest that ever existed in the world. But anyway, uh, I got to thinking about like emotion in movies, and I just don't mean like uh, like sadness, like what makes you want to cry. Obviously, that's a big part of a lot of movies. But I meant like comedy, um, anger, and how that's displayed in movies and how like cross-culturally like mm-hmm. you know it's kind of translated like all they have to do is put different words and the languages are tweaked a little bit but I just wanted to get like your opinions on what emotion means in movies to y'all and like what are the best movies and how does it, is emotion expressed in the best of movies so like <clears throat> um, so I think the best movies rely on characters to, to kind of bring out emotion because you, you relate to the character, right? <clears throat> and you, ideally, you feel the same emotions the character does <clears throat> at the same moment. Um, so, like, for example, Game of Thrones. So you have, uh, you know, it's unfortunate how the show turned out, but they really had good character building. <clears throat> they fucked it up. So sad. But, you know, like, for example, Jon Snow, right? Um, beginning of the show... He's an outcast. He's, uh, you know, he's set to the to the wall, and um, literally his last name is is bastard. That, that is his whole. That's his whole person. Is bastard. Yeah. Yeah, so makes him. You really feel for. You him. really feel yeah. for him. Before, you know, you, you before they even give him a chance, they know who he is. I think. I think everybody at some point in their life has felt like somewhat of an outcast. You know, it's some something. You know, <clears throat> so I think everybody can kind of relate to uh, <clears throat> to Jon Snow in that sense. And you know when he goes through his struggles, when he he shows that he's determined to, to to reach a goal, he uses everything he has to reach that goal. And even when he fails to reach that goal, he continues to, to reach that goal. He continues to strive for that goal. And you feel that, um, you know, you feel kind of the empathy for the character. The, you feel bad for the character. He works so hard. He got stabbed in the chest, literally in the heart. Literally died. He literally, <laughs> yeah, he literally, literally died. Came back. And um, so yeah, you just feel that and. I mean, I, I don't know if that's exactly what you meant, but yeah. you, I, what I'm hearing is like you empathize, you empathize with the character's journey more than like the emotional scenes. Like, so when you go into a movie or a television show or whatever it is, you want to see that progress. Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily like Jon Snow started out a bastard, 
he ends up being the king in above the wall, whatever. Brand's king of Targaryen. Everything. Yeah. yeah Targaryen. But anyway, that you want to see that progress and like right. for me, like I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of progress as well. But what really gets me are those like super like down to earth like very close knit close quarter type of scenes. So like, have you guys seen Coco? Mm, Coco. But I heard there's a scene. <clears throat> I've heard. Oh yeah. my god! So like, Very if you know me, I love my family, like, whatever. And there's a scene in Coco where, like, the grandma, the old grandma who has dementia, is like, you know, sitting in a room with Coco, and Coco starts singing this song that's like, uh, it's "Remember Me," uh, whatever, dementia, remember me. Ooh. Dude, it's a it's oh, a super dude, it's a super, Alex, Alex, super tactile. Man, you didn't does even she, have to. Does she remember? She or? does. She remembers. And that's like, I have not seen the movie. Alex, dude, you don't I even to, I, like. I haven't even seen the movie, but I can already tell that scene would it's, be gripping. It, I mean, it yeah. resonates. Yeah, it's and a it, scene. also, it's like an animated movie, and like yeah. them like not portraying that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, dude! And I feel like that's another thing too. In animation, I feel like you can do so much more. In, than with like than in a uh, a live, live action, action yeah. yeah I feel like the, it can be a lot more, more freedom yeah, yeah. a lot more expressive a lot of other things well they, they did have a movie that was basically um with Leslie Nope she directed it right you know what I'm talking which about one, um, which one um, is it like a mix is it I'll come back to it if I think of it. But wait, wait, did you say Leslie Nope? Leslie Nope. Leslie, that, the, the that's the Parks and Rec <laughs> fictional the character. the lady who did yeah, it, okay, yeah, she the who plays her, she directed uh, it. Yeah. Inside Amy Out. Fuller? It's called Inside Out. Inside Out. That Amy Poehler? Oh, yeah. she directed that? No way. She was involved with it. I think I she directed it. Or she was involved with it. We should have been a writer movie. or something. Yeah, that movie was all about it. That movie was insane. Yeah. I mean, but like, Jamie Foxx is doing that new soul, I think it's called. I think it follows a jazz singer in Harlem. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that looks like it's gonna be super good too. But I don't know. It's just know, you know, um, the Marvel movies are really good for me. No, I'm evoking emotion though. But that's like, true. Seriously though, yeah, like, they they have seriously though. Like yeah, you look I, at the finales, like with Tony Stark, it's insane. I mean, yeah, that's a, you that's get the a, entire theater moving. That's an eighteen. Yeah, I mean, he's right. It's a as great far example. as like eighteen. 18 movie character arc ends up with that. Yeah, and I mean, I would say it was definitely emotional, even more emotional, being able to see Infinity War mm-hmm. oh my God. at the beach with like all everybody oh, that man. went. Yeah. There's like, what, like 12 of us that went? Yeah, for people who don't know, we were a very close-knit group of friends, and we loved the Marvel movies growing up, and Infinity War... Like leading up to that, we got like what twenty guys, yeah. 20, 20 of our closest friends to get to a movie theater and go watch it together. Oh, was, we all went. We're all in a different town too. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. after prom. Right after prom, it was, it was just such a cool experience. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I think that kind of plays into it too. Like movies and the emotions you feel and the connections you have with like characters and like mm-hmm. the whole. Art, it goes into like your friendships and it's something to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and then like a year later, like I didn't even. I'm, I'm sure like all of us didn't even get to see like Endgame like with our usual movie crowd like I saw Endgame alone yeah. for the first time I saw it with Alex but I mean like it was it, was it would have been a better experience with more people oh, yeah. Yeah. but we had a great time I mean yeah. just sitting in the theater you know he catches the hammer and go crazy yeah. whatever it, well it started out inter- it was weird because 
we had reserved seats, and then something happened where Amr had to go and find uh, <laughs> Amr had to go and find another. Like he had to bargain for a seat or whatever. Oh. So it was <laughs> the lead up to that, but it was so worth it. Yeah. yeah, the guy was a nice dude. He gave me a he gave up a seat, switch seats for me. He went to go see it alone, so I was like, okay. Yeah, and they sucked him off after. Oh, that's a story I haven't heard. Yeah. We'll save it for another podcast. He was another dressed podcast. up as Captain America. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I know we talked yeah. we talked a lot about uh, um, how we connect can connect with characters with our emotions, but there are also movies out there that are all about emotion. Like there was this one movie I forgot the name of it, but it. It's about depression, and the whole movie is this big, big metaphor of depression. It's about this girl who's getting married, but as the wedding comes, the sun is slowly going to destroy the earth, and then that's kind of her feeling of Whoa. yeah. How what how movie is this? I forgot the name of it, um, but it's got the girl who played um, in the original Spider-Man series. Uh, um, oh, what's her the name? Girl, his girlfriend, the girlfriend, redhead. Uh, yeah, it has her. Kirsten Dunst. Six, Kirsten six, Dunst. Six, yeah, sexy redhead. <laughs> Spider-Man. So yeah, they're not only is there there movies that can you can connect with the characters and your emotions, but there are also movies that are a big metaphor for it. Is the uh, is the movie Melancholia? Melancholia. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've heard of that before. I've I never have watched not it. seen that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, Joker was also pretty good at portraying uh, depression. <clears throat> and kind of feelings of societal <laughs> rejection, you know. Um, I think that was also a good movie in that in that sense. Dude, I'm gonna be completely honest. I have not seen Joker yet. I have not seen Joker yet. What? I would. I just haven't seen it. I never got time to. Never. You really need to. Literally, watch it's on HBO right now. I know. So. I know. I just. I never saw it because. Well, I heard about the bathtub scene with the mom, and I was like, "That was so mm. fun, dude." I, I didn't. Know, I just was not in a place where I could watch that and be okay after seeing it. So I was like, hmm, maybe not. She said, but I will see it. Of course. Don't you have to be funny to be a comedian? It's just like major spoilers. Like, major spoilers on the secret uh, chat. <laughs> well, I mean, if your own mom you're talking about major spoilers of a movie that came out in October. Okay, don't come from my net like that. And, like, and, and, and the thing is, that really hits hard about that is that it's his mother. It's not like his friend or yeah. His, his buddy, you know, it's it's his mother, the person that's always supposed to be, you know, quote unquote supportive, and yeah. she has mental issues and stuff, so she's not really there one hundred percent. Then she drowns him in the bathtub, or she, he drowns her in the bathtub. Uh, does it? No. Okay. You I miss her. You miss her. Yeah. <laughs> she does suffocate. Let's, let's keep it at that. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh God! Okay, but then, but moving um, on. This is gonna be this is gonna be a very hard transition talking about the Joker into Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oof! Oh, I, I got I got another uh, um, another emotional movie. Uh, La La Land. La La Land, oh, bro. My favorite movie. That's a that movie Dude. fucking ooh, mm, hurts my soul. Jesus Christ! Dude, the scene where Emma Stone is like at the audition at the end. She like started. It's just. I don't, I don't know what it I, is. I, what hits hard is when she shows up to his club with her new man, and she sees him playing the piano at the That's stage. just it. Like, and the, the thing is, the music really helps, too. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, it's like sound, a good story. The but... soundtrack is unmatched. Mm-hmm. And listening to, that, listening to that music after the movie, 
the, they get a reminder. I could yeah. listen. I could listen to it. I, I still listen to the soundtrack like all the time. Like I have songs on the soundtrack I'm that are in a playlist. That I listen yeah, to. he tried to play. I it. tried. I, it's the only song that I ever learned how to play on the piano. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally for for like I don't know, like a couple months or four yeah, months. Yeah, I tried. We'd go in, or he would go in. I would come with him sometimes, but. He'd be in the, we had like the music room in our dorm and they had a piano and he would go in there and try to play uh, La La Land. I don't know which one is that. Is that uh, City of Stars or something like that? Yeah, City of Stars. The, but the maintenance lady, uh, she would always walk by when I was playing and like she started, like when I started out, it was like, you know, and then by the end of it, she was like, you got pretty good. I was like, yeah, I try my but no, it was just a soft story. It's a soft, soft story. But it's like, not for everybody, but it is a good movie. <laughs> it's a oh my god! I was about to say, I think everybody should watch that movie. Yeah. I do yeah. think everybody should watch it, but I don't think everybody. What stole the Oscar that year? Uh, Moonlight. 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 Uh, I don't think that was deserved. Really? I, I think I think La La Land was. I've seen both of them. I mean, Moonlight. La La Land won a lot of awards. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight was good in like a. If you're talking about, uh, kind of cinematic. Uh, scholarly type thing okay. it won six Oscars <laughs> Moonlight did no La La Land Jesus Christ okay but um no I mean Moonlight was good but I think La La Land was, was it was a bit more I always and this is this kind of changes topics a little bit but I always feel like the liberal elite of Hollywood always kind of like they try to make up for stuff like they're mm-hmm. predominantly white and all yeah. that sort of stuff and I'm not saying that Moonlight didn't deserve the Oscar I haven't seen it and I'm everyone tells me it's a really good movie it's good but I feel like they were trying they had they had the blackout at the Oscars the yeah. year before yeah. I mean they were trying they were trying to make amends and I mean I don't know I, uh, I think um, and I think there should be more freedom in the sense of how, what you portray in your movies and how you portray them, um, like, I mean, I could I could see why the, the you know, they want to include more people of color, diversity, yeah. etc. Yeah, of course, because they need it. They yeah, need it. they need it, and but, but this should not be. Like you have to, yeah, though. this should not yeah. be at a sacrifice. Like for example, the Oscars this year. Shouldn't have to cater to anyone. No, yeah, no. the Oscars this year have have uh, put in a diversity requirement for Which... the Academy for for. Uh, I mean, in general, over overarching requirements is, I think, is too far. I think it's too far, but I mean, they do need representation. Yeah, they do need their own. But the, the way to do that is to support black filmmakers and black black writers, black filmmakers. Right. Get behind that. Get get behind that type of movement, or else it's just going to For be. sure. It's just going to be white people giving more handouts again. That's not what. That's not what Hollywood um, needs. Similar to how Star Wars has kind of been screwed up by that kind of uh, idea. Um, I think Ray is is not a really. I think Kylo Ren was a better character than oh, Ray. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's that's really only because they only really made Ray in the movie. I mean, she's only really a woman. I mean, she doesn't really have any other. She's like a Mary Sue, I guess, if you yeah. want to call mm-hmm. it. She is just like Captain Marvel. You know, you're supposed to care because she's a woman. And I mean, I like. I mean, the character's all right, but. It should not be focused around, centered around the fact that she's a woman. You know, she right, should be a, yeah, she definitely. should be a good character who's also a woman. I mean, Princess Leia, great exactly. character, phenomenal yeah. character, no, and no one cared if she was a woman. And that was a long yeah. time ago. That was a long time yeah. ago. Going, going off that, the Avatar: The Last Airbender is like classically known for the strong female writing. Right. It's like instead of like making uh, making these characters who 
you know, they have to apologize for their issues mm-hmm. or make, make these female characters have to apologize for being female. They are unapologetically female and then the other characters have to interact in that world around them that way. You yeah. know, do you yeah. kind of see what I'm saying? should never be just totally focused on yeah. like... I mean, there's, there's strong character building. I mean... And if you haven't, dude, if you haven't seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, it's it's funny. on Netflix. So. It's I haven't, I haven't it's seen it so since I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I saw when I was little, and then I rewatched it a couple of years ago. But I, I need to rewatch it. Again. I fell in. I literally fell in love. It's such a cool universe. It it's is. amazing. The world, the world is. Um, and especially with Zuko and his the uncle Iroh. Yeah, you, such great characters. You have a great, you have a great redemption arc. Yeah, this master teach. He's literally, he's, he's honestly to me. No offense, Matt. A better Yoda, like you know what I mean. He's I mean, cool. He's that's, a, that's an opinion. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I know. I know how much you love Star Wars, but it's like. Anyways, so um, <laughs> what I was gonna bring up was um, Spike Lee. His movies. Um. Yeah. Um. Black Klansman. Uh. Very. I think everybody should watch that movie. Honestly, it's very. I like I mean. Black his movies didn't need like that push, you know. Like he, yeah. he already he already deals with racial issues. Yeah, he, I mean it's he, that's what most of his movies are about. And I mean, well, like, I think the, I and think, they already get recognition because they're just downright good. Yeah, the cinematography is, is insane. I mean, if you the stories a, are great. I mean, I took a film class last uh, two semesters ago, and we had one of the assignments was Black Klansman, and you had to analyze the. Uh, cinematography and the way he does stuff and he really uses color as in you know um, faces and white faces black faces uh, red white and blue mm-hmm. he puts them all in his movies and very uh, very symbolic you know yeah, it represents yeah. like he'll, he'll like juxtapose he'll, he'll put the American flag next yeah. to something that's kind of racist and you know uh, mm-hmm. not a, not acceptable kind of uh, symbolizing what that means mm-hmm. um, it's He's one of the filmmakers, I think, that does... Uh, actually, he's probably one of the only filmmakers that I've seen that does an excellent job of portraying how systemic racism is in the United States. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't try to make it a one-off issue. He wants, to, he wants his audience to feel and know that how embedded into society it, it really is. And, I, I mean, all of his movies are fucking awesome. Too. I'm ready to see... Um to Five Bloods and see um, that came out on Netflix Friday. Really? Yeah, they changed it from a theatrical um, release to Netflix. I think yes, yeah, Spike Lee came out Friday. Watch the theaters coming back, man. Theaters probably end of June, mid July. Yeah, July. Did you see? Did you see Dave Chappelle's tweets? Uh, he did like a thirty-minute little special about. Oh, it's, it's... He's brilliant, though. I saw, like, the response for it, but I haven't had the chance to watch he, it yet. He is um, what I consider to be a modern-day Mark Twain. In that no, he is. Dave Chappelle is a is, master. He comedian. is a genius. He's, he's one of those... I know, he's one of those comedians that just speaks of the truth, but can satirize it. To just make it's it actually so absurd. Beautiful. I was watching a podcast with Kevin Hart, Joe Rogan, Kevin yeah. Hart, and he was talking about Dave Chappelle and <clears throat> kind of how he he really revolutionized comedy and black comedy as well. Mm. So he would go up there and talk about stuff, and he didn't care. He would talk about whatever he wanted, mm. however he wanted, and it was tasteful and it was great. All the other comedians were sitting back like, is this okay to say? Is this okay? Dave Chappelle goes out and does it. They're like, okay, it's fine. We can do it. 
yeah. he's like basically really the, the king. Away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's mm-hmm. king of comedy. And he called he called a lot of flat for his comments about transgender relations because. I mean, Dave, Cha- Dave Chappelle is not going to hold back on what he thinks, but mm-hmm. he made a lot of controversial statements about the transgender community, and I can't remember what special it was on. It was either on St- the Sticks and Stones or the the Bird Revelation and or Bird Equanimity or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. and he, the New York Times had made a post about how he was normalizing um, racial racial strife, like he was normalizing. All of this this violence between between races and stuff like that, but he, but he was also called out for victimizing and attacking the transgender community. Well, at the same time that happened, he did a show in San Francisco where uh, a young transgender woman, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she came in and she talked to him and. Uh, locally supported his jokes towards or forward against transgenders because Mm -hmm. she said aren't you normalizing that as well you know what i mean like his although his jokes are sometimes come off as controversial and not uh, politically correct i feel like he normalized it he gives people who don't understand that perspective and i think a lot of america doesn't understand i think that's where a lot of our strife come from Mm -hmm. I think that he gives a perspective that allows people to start to think and start to, you know, kind of, kind of move forward. Using a side of an issue that maybe they never really exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, I feel like he kind of, you know, I, I don't think that transgender people really want to be seen as, you know, quote unquote victims. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. want to be seen as normal people yeah, exactly. with normal desires, with normal feelings, you know, whatever. They just want to be in society, even yeah. though they are transgender. Yeah. And whether you agree with that or not, I mean, that's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty normal uh, kind yeah. of desire yeah. I mean you want to fit in you want to be in society yeah. and if, if that's what it takes for you to fit in then you know do what you want it's your life it's your freedom exactly yeah, yeah absolutely so but love Dave Chappelle love modern day Mark Twain I mean he's modern day modern day Mark Twain but yeah um, so you were at a at a protest the other day for uh, yeah, I was for Black Lives Matter um, in Greenville. Would you like what, to what, tell us what about that? What did you think about yeah, that? What would I like to say about it? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I attended a protest in Greenville, North Carolina, for Black Lives Matter. It was organized by a local chapter. Um, they're actually they're having ongoing events right now. Um, they're going to the uh, community leaders. They're going to city council meetings, uh, county commissioner meetings, mm-hmm. and they're getting people to sign petitions and uh, call for action from local officials to kind of support community community functions black in the black community. Um, but at the protest, um, it was a peaceful protest that turned violent. Um, uh, it started off in front of the uh, in front of the police headquarters here in Greenville, and it moved towards the downtown area towards the town commons but as as we were in front of the courthouse there were like three or four people who were looking for blood like the it, yeah. it was very clear that the community organizers were like we want this to be peaceful um we want you to get your voices heard but we don't want to do anything violent and as it progressed 
it got harder and harder to hold back the people who wanted to like that yeah. pain and that rage. Yeah. And once we passed uh, Sub Dogs, I, if you haven't seen the video, it was a video yeah. of people jumping on tables and throwing shit at Sub Dogs. And that is kind of where it went off the wall. After that, they tried to flip a car. They beat up a cop car. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> it's, oops, oops, oops. It's a, it turned violent. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I've been talking about it to a lot of people, and this is a very controversial s- statement, but the violence and the rioting and the protesting, its I know it's not, it doesn't seem constructive, and I was talking to Omar about this the other day, but if we can make it through this out of like as a people and as a country, yeah. dude, we're going to be so much yeah. better off. I, oh, I, for I, sure. I mean, 2020 may not be the year we wanted, but it may have been the year we needed. Yeah. Do you think there's anything they could have done to stop the, the destructiveness at the protest? No. No. From being completely... I think, I think people uh, went in there with that mindset. They, they definitely went in with there with the mindset. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a shame that, like, there's just that, like, small, small group that wants that because like literally like that's the problem in every city yeah you have and a few people does, that are looking to does focus and on it's, that. it's so unfortunate though because you know we like, have people we have friends we have family we have people all over that see these riots and you know of course they're not good they're they're destructive to this to the communities but um you know that doesn't discount the overall cause of the yeah. movement that doesn't yeah, yeah like, that doesn't mean you could just say black lives matter is a you know is a whatever you want to call it. I mean, Donald Trump called the anti-fascists terrorists, which is, I mean, that's doesn't make any sense, really. Uh, the, and I mean, it's just, it's absurd that... You can't let a, a few, uh... You can't let a few people define them. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, a whole great... And, and this is the yeah. difference with Thank the police. You. I mean, the police have a, have a department, they have officers, and their jobs to protect and serve and to defend the law, right? Yeah. Um, so when you have cops that are going out there and killing people and brutalizing people for no reason really um it's kind of i mean they, they're supposed to stop them you know, yeah. they're police that's their job yeah i mean so when like, when you have five bad cops and you have 900 other cops 995 other cops and you have a thousand bad cops really and of course i'm not i'm not advocating that they should be um it was their duty to or, stop though yeah it's cops, their duty as it's their, cops it's their duty as citizens of the united states to, to stop this uh you know, oppression and yeah. looting and whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's just I think the whole. I we've just re- I think we've reached the point where everyone is going to be polarized on the issue, whether or not you are involved with it. Yeah. One way or the other, it's so dangerous for America. It's a very low yeah. low line to trip over, and once you trip over it, you're with all the others. And I really think that the the core problem is our education system and the ignorance. In our country is really I mean, dang, like devastating. Literally, like the whole world is upset with us right now. Yeah. Literally, man. Like, like the, the way the media can portray it as well. Yeah. It's, it and really and that up. that's actually that reminds me of another point that Dave Chappelle mentioned was that why are we wanting these celebrities to come out and speak to us and talk to us? Why did people want Dave Chappelle to come out and say some shit? about Black Lives Matter because if you I mean if he said this if you listen to his shit he's been saying this for years like it's not a new thing for Mm -hmm. him but the reason that we want him to say it or people are calling for him to say it is because we trust him we trust that motherfucker we don't trust 
our institutions. We don't trust right. our the media, the media, our institutions, this and that. And that's that one thing that I thought about when you guys asked me to come on was I wanted to like be lively and fun, like bring a fun topic yeah. to the table or whatever. But I feel like anything that's going on in the void right now, like the internet or anything that has to do with entertainment at all, is going to be pertaining to this issue, whether yeah, or not we like it. You and know what I mean? Kevin Hart touched that topic on the Joe Rogan podcast as well, talking about like you can't like have he's trying to um advocate for um advocate for what was what was I gonna say for the black communities to be taught how to manage money mm-hmm. and do better mm-hmm. and he's um partnering with like I think Chase Banks and he's like you can't have a bunch of white dudes dressed up in suits going to talk to um, lower income families yeah. about financial advising. Right. They're not going to listen. It's not going to get to them. It's going to go one in one ear out the other. And that that was like it's one thing. Too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And that's one thing. Like Kevin Hart was like, "I'm not doing this unless we do it the right way." Yeah. And yeah, and it's the right way that can look so many different ways as well. But I think the one thing that it has to have is it, it has to come from within the black community. It's time for. Like it's time for people to start listening instead of you know telling. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know when when people say that I've heard some conservatives say, um, you know, black people are the biggest killers of of other blacks and blacks commit the most crimes. You know, all these all these statements against uh, African Americans, and they they don't realize that there's more to it than than just, race. I yeah, mean, that's and, just that's so ignorant. You know, you, yeah. you have you have these. Uh, communities that not too long ago were segregated and not too long ago before that were enslaved. Yeah. So you're comparing your family, your your white family, your family that's been free the whole time, that's had opportunities the whole time, mm-hmm. that has built a household <clears throat> with, um, you know, you may have a business, you may have a decent job, whatever it may be, and then you're comparing it to people that recently got civil rights, recently got, uh, I wouldn't say recently, but were enslaved in the past uh they have worse schools um they live in worse places higher crime rates because people are not educated so they don't get good jobs they have to go and resort to crime for for money for for food whatever it may be um and these people a lot of these people think that there's no other way to to really sustain yourself without committing these that's actions what, that's what i was saying it was like i don't know if this is true for everything but it seems like growing up if your family is very normalized as stealing and, and robbing yeah. that kind of thing, it may seem normal. So you may grow up and do that and teach your kids that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And there's also a lot of other socioeconomic stuff that goes into that. I mean, but actually, there's another good film to watch on Netflix. It's 13th by Ava DuVernay, who did uh, Wrinkle in Time. Um, she was the director mm-hmm. of Wrinkle in Time. But it... it Basically, synopsis, it goes to show how in the 13th Amendment, there's a loophole that allows for the coercion of people, uh, the mass, it basically ties into how the mass incarceration of the African American community is a modern form of slavery. That's, that is the, the big picture of it. But it goes into, obviously it's not, it doesn't, it isn't, well, I, I don't know, I'm not the one to say that, but it's a, it's a very good film, and it's, it's, yeah, it's really good. You know, um, Kanye West, a lot of people 
have criticized him for this, but really what he meant, he clarified this. He said that he wants to abolish the 13th Amendment. And, you know, the 13th Amendment mainly is to prevent slavery, right? But it has a, like you said, it has like a clause at the end. It's yeah. like, except if yeah. they're in, 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 in prison, prison, essentially. Coercion, coercion of prisoners. And it's just, I think that's terrible. I mean, for our country, like, this is not freedom. Yeah. They could throw you in jail. I mean, I've seen multiple cases where uh, a black man and a white man who have committed the same crime on the same day with the same circumstances as in no prior charges um, get different sentences. I mean, the guy, the white guy got like three years or three months and the, the black guy got like three years, four years. Yeah, it's, well, being someone who has worked in like a courtroom, mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's so system like systemic racism. Our society won't be fixed until we fix racism in our society you, yeah, 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 because a ju- like a jury of your peers like we would select we would ask these racially charged questions not and they don't seem racially charged like when you look at them on the surface but like when you when you delve deeper into them like they are like you were asking them if you would convict a black like a black man to serve a crime or would you not and it can be used but the race part like Pulling the race card when you're selecting a jury, I mean, it's it's a useful tool. And the only reason it's useful is because of racism in our society. Yeah. So it's kind of, it has to be, we got some shit to figure out. <laughs> I mean, that's the sh- shitty part about it is that it's not going to, of course it's not going to happen overnight like everyone's yeah. saying, but you, but don't, e- you don't even know when it's going to happen. Exactly. Like we have, like the systemic racism is so deep, like yeah. you might have to wait till some people right, kick like, the bucket yeah, for, yeah. For, yeah. exactly i mean our, our society our, our all of our institutions they're they're built by racists i mean yeah. you, you could tell it's very obvious and you know it's like people are like uh they say you know why should we why should we give these black people money they're stealing they're killing etc etc whatever you want to say um but they don't understand that you know there's a cause for that they don't they're not just more prone to do that because they're black I mean that does it that's absurd and you know we have to we have to go to the core go to the the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the problem and really tackle it at its source to solve racism because I don't think most people you know in terms of socially speaking are racist as in they, they would actively discriminate against the black person or an yeah. Asian person I don't think people are like that at least not anymore but there are systems in place that that cause this racism to happen Without you even noticing it, without you even seeing it. Yeah. I think the others, one the cons- a lot of points that people on the other side uses, like yeah, they're lazy, they're not going to do anything, um, so they don't deserve this money or they don't deserve these these free handouts, quote unquote. But that doesn't go for all of them. That doesn't go for all the other people that it actually that actually do mm-hmm. need it. And it does help. So people say, oh yeah, we should abolish welfare. They should just pull themselves up. Yeah, but they're always going to be lazy people. They're always going to be shitty people. But that doesn't mean everyone's shitty or lazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah. But uh, like I said, if we make it through, we'll be so so much better. Yeah, we'll better be better at definitely a bright future. Oh yeah, a future where Matt is a male model. Pretty <laughs> see you. I say, I say, I say, we, we should we talk about Matt's. Yeah, we can move on to a little bit of a. So, um, this week, uh, Mr. Houston, Matt. Matt, Matt Houston, yes. Um, 
He got a job at uh, UBE. What is it? It's called University Book Exchange, right? Yeah, University Book Exchange. Shout out UBE. Please see you tomorrow. Please sponsor us. And Matt, could you describe your experience at the... Actually, I have I have one question. Let's go ahead. When What's your can, question? When can we expect the OnlyFans? Yeah, when is, OnlyFans. When is the OnlyFans? What, what are you gonna be? Trying I mean, to I can have like a a pre sign up sheet. Like <laughs> before I like kick get this started, I need to know that I have some people that are wanting to subscribe to my OnlyFans. I'll subscribe. Like, you have a Patreon for your HD webcam. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I don't want to be wasting my time here. So if you want an OnlyFans from me, you gotta let me know. Okay. Did you hear that? You Where's hear the sheet? Let me up, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. If you would like, if you would like uh, OnlyFans for Matt, please uh, drop drop a comment. <laughs> comment. Um, yeah, but Matt went into the job. He stepped onto the site, and they were like, "Hey, Matt, uh, you're pretty cute. You know, we want to take a picture of you." Sexy man. Sexy man. Instagram. If you don't know Matt, Ron Jeremy. In the past, he has been complimented on his hands. Yes. Very nice hands. hands. I'm looking hair. at, I'm looking at nice, them right now. Nice hair the other day, commented on the nice hair, the nice big smile. He got the job at UBE, and on the first day on the job, they put him in an ECU shirt. This man does not go to ECU. <laughs> I but do they, not. They put him in an ECU shirt, an ECU hat, stuck him outside on campus, and took a photo shoot I mean, for you're, about you're an hour. exotic, man. I mean, he's an exotic man. What can I say? I'm, he's like a snack. Yeah. Check me out on the uh, ECU Fall Magazine. Yeah, if you want to check us out, check us out on Instagram at the Secret Chat Podcast. I will be posting that picture of Matt. Yes. Very good. I will be friending that picture. Yes. It will sit in my dorm or my apartment for the next. I just get so much unwarranted attention. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just kind of funny because like, you have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. So you know how stuff kind of just like happens to him and it's just like, what's going on? Like, what is this ridiculous? <laughs> that is my life. It's literally what happened. Matt walks into the job and they're like, congratulations, you're a model. Yeah, like, <laughs> literally like, I got, I got trained for about like an hour and then like I was just, you know, working the cash register and um, one of the marketing guy um, came up to me and was like, I need you to take some pictures with us in our uh, sister store. We're doing a photo shoot for the fall semester ECU magazine. I was like, eh, okay, I can't say no, why not? <laughs> so I had to go literally pick out a shirt from the store and they gave me a hat and a you're looking pretty cute. Did you get cute. to keep it? Nah, uh, I did not. I literally had to um, rip the um, tags off, and then when I got done with all the photo shoots, I had to put the tags back on with the tag uh, gun and oh my gosh. everything. So they're selling, used, they're selling used shirts now? Well, they, they wash them. Oh, okay. UBE does not sell I mean, that would have... <laughs> yeah, they do not sell used shirts. That that, been, we uh, washed them. That would have been quite a valuable shirt, though. I mean, you know, have you touching the skin? Now, having touched the skin, I've used your That could maybe <laughs> a few years. That could mean, that could that could mean, mean a lot. That could mean a lot. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's a good job. I'm glad I'm there. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, thank you, UBE, if you're listening. I started DoorDash soon. I'm going to be a DoorDash driver. Ooh, Alex, you're going to open the bag of food. Please sponsor us. I'm going to deliver it to me, Alex. Yeah, man. I actually... I'm not going to tip you, though. The process for that is actually not as strenuous as I thought it would be. It's pretty easy, man. You actually need to talk to anybody from DoorDash? So they have, like, a... Hold on. 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 The proximity pool party is going off. It's going off. Come through. 
Yeah. Proximity is quite a nice place to live, you know. You got uh, it's a little a little bit on the high side rent wise, but I mean I think it's worth it. Yeah, pretty good. Mario's not bad. He's got a special. I, I have a special. Alex. I give him the sucky suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. Yes, yes. When does your uh, maintenance job begin? My maintenance job begins. In the oh, you got the job? Yeah, I do get the job. Nice. I'm just I'm. Just, I'm, I'm hitting the ballpark. The momentum man. is. is I need to go see if I can be a male model now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, it's a, this is actually a really fun place to live. I've gotten way too drunk the past couple of weeks, but you know, it is what it is. You're young. Yeah. You're having fun. You'll be okay. You'll recover. Yeah. Yeah. You seem fine today. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just going into a cube. It's okay. As long as it's not on the outside, it's okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm showing a few years. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Yeah, man. But, um, closing remarks? Anyone? No, we're going about 40 minutes. You guys want to, any more topics? You want to close it out here? Not, not that long today. I think we got a lot done. I think it was a pretty solid discussion. Yeah. Solid discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys like this format better. We were all in person today. It seemed, it seemed a little more lively, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. A lot less distractions. A lot less distractions. I enjoyed it more today. <laughs> yes. But, um, uh, thank you, you Alex, me? for hosting us. Yes. Right, thanks, Alex. Uh, Alex you want to plug anything? Um, um, no, I... Want to plug your Tinder or something? Uh, yeah. No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> 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 he doesn't even need that. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, this is a this fucking awesome chat. Uh, I wanted... All the topics I wanted to talk about, you guys have already talked about because we're all kind of nerdy, I guess. So, yeah. but no, this is—it's awesome. I, I think I think we should do it in person from now on. More. I like it better. I would love—I would love to come back. Yeah, we'd love to have you back that's on. That's my only plug. Cool. Only well, um, check us out on Instagram at the Secret Chat pa- Secret Chat Podcast. Uh, donate and rate us on iTunes, please. Rate us on iTunes; it helps a lot. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on every platform, basically. Apple Streaming music. live on Twitch, usually, usually, usually on usually. Wednesdays. Um, we are Wednesday we some, people. You know, we, we had some difficulties people. this past week. Uh, in terms a lot of, was going down. Yeah, a lot was going down. You know, we had some. Um, it's pretty heavy. We had some. Uh, you know, uh, we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, <laughs> some technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> All right. So See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.